Soccer FM is written and produced by Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw and is in association with pieandbovro.com. Welcome to Soccer FM, Scotland's funniest football podcast with me, Stephen Mill, and you, Ray Bradshaw. Hello. Coming up on this week's show, another Where Are They Now with Kieran Mack and Espy. We'll look back at the weekend's action in the SPFL. Ian Cathro for the sack as well. Christmas drinking, and we catch up with our teams around the world. Ray Bradshaw, how are you, my friend? Very well, mate. How are you? Yes, I'm very well. We are into full Christmas party season oh, as, as a host and comedian. And uh, we've been doing lots of stuff over the past few uh, days and weeks and weekends and all the rest of it and lots more to come. And uh, we're just about hanging on, aren't we? <laughs> I think I'm, get, I'm getting out better than you are, to be honest, just yeah. now. I've, I've been doing it for, I've been in stand-up for eight years now, so I plan my Christmas really well in advance. Yeah. Uh, there's a comedian, Mark Nelson, who uh, a couple of years ago he was doing a big club that is in Glasgow that doesn't exist anymore. And I was doing theatre gigs down south, like beautiful gigs with TV acts. And I texted him on the Friday and I was like, how's the gig go? And he went, uh, died in my hole, ended by saying I wanted someone to die in a fire. Right, and okay. And that, that was the Friday and that was the good gig. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I've done this tactically nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I have uh, absolute respect for you getting up there and how, doing a stand-up routine in front of you like all those folk. Uh, all the coked-up teachers out there. Yeah. How, uh, <laughs> it's so true. How are you enjoying uh, uh, You know DJing? what? Like, Friday night was fantastic. Uh, Saturday night uh, was different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but listen, listen, we'll get through it. We'll get through yeah. If you want to know how Saturday went for Stephen last night at half one, I got messages from him just yeah. like I fucking hate people. <laughs> yeah, Pretty exactly, much. exactly. Not everyone. Like uh, the vast majority of people are nice, but there's always there's always a couple of idiots. It makes it makes you wonder. See the people you know what they're like on Christmas yeah. parties because when you're with your work, you don't really like talking to them, so you just drink, and yeah. that brings out the worst in you. Yeah, I mean, we're with your brothers and sisters out there. Do you have a Do you have a capital one? Uh, yeah, actually, we've got a capital one this week. We're going to Liverpool. Uh, oh mate, that's why I went to uni, it's an amazing city Yeah, uh, we've got uh, a night out in Liverpool, we've got sort of like a meal and all that stuff And uh, then we're going to like the Cavern Club and stuff like that Class mate, so. there's a tequila bar that does 50 shots of tequila for a quid Wow uh, Different flavours like Iron Brew, and tequila, uh, Iron Brew baked bean, just chilli to, Just to clarify, you're, you're getting 50 shots for a pound I realised when I said that yeah. it sounded terrible <laughs> But I was hoping you hadn't picked up on it, but fuck you Steve. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2p for a shot <laughs> Great maths mate, great maths <laughs> uh, Listen, uh, we've got a cracking show coming up for you We've got Kieran Mack and Espy on later on And I tell you what, he's got some amazing stories So uh, make sure you stay tuned for that yeah. uh, Also, a wee reminder, we didn't mention it last week If you're looking for the perfect Christmas gift The perfect Christmas present, then why not buy a ticket to a live show? Soccer <laughs> FM Live is happening on the 26th of March. It's happening at Liberty, which used to be the Black Sparrow, yep. in Glasgow. It's the day of the Scotland-Slovenia game, I think. Yes. Slovenia? Yep. Yeah, Slovenia. And, uh, yeah, so uh, you can do that during the day and uh, go to the Scotland game at night if that's your plans. And uh, also you can buy it, as I mentioned, as a Christmas gift and just watch the person's face as they, as they open it <laughs> and the sheer disappointment. Yeah. Silence and in a single tear. Yeah, what more do you exactly. Want? Tickets are only a fiver. Uh, we will tweet out a link from our Twitter page. Yeah, which I'll is, do that later. Uh, it's nearly half sold out. Amazing, yeah. And we've still got three months to go and we still haven't planned any of it. So. <laughs> no, we've planned one game. Well, we have, yeah. We've which planned one is game. the most contentious 
awful idea yeah, but yeah, involves we, two of our favourite footballers exactly so we will uh, we'll reveal more as the weeks go on uh, just to let you know as well uh, we'll have another guest on next week it's going to be a white Christmas yes that's right it, a Derek White is Christmas it, is it happening yeah it's happening yes. we have Derek White on the show next week uh, former Celtic Aberdeen uh, he also played Middlesbrough and obviously Scotland as well and, and Partick Thistle he's our manager for a bit yeah Partick Thistle manager so it will be a white Christmas show next week Derek White will be on and I realised when I said white Christmas all the UKIP voters out there <laughs> will be tuning in their droves next week so uh, that's what's coming up in the next couple of weeks but first of all let's take a wee look back on the weekend in the SPFL starting with the Friday night match uh, your team involved uh, against Celtic it ended up 4-1 yeah. uh, Celtic are just an unstoppable force at the moment aren't they yeah it doesn't help when we make such bad mistakes Did you, yeah. have you seen the goals I haven't managed to catch them yet second one our keeper should save it goes right under um, third one Adam Barton who ironically so Tam Cherney a goalie our best player last season pretty much Adam Barton we signed in summer won the league player of the month last month Yep, tries to turn Griffiths in the box gets done uh, uh, and we'd we're okay in spells but if yeah. you make mistakes against Celtic like that you're going to get punished yeah. and also Stuart Armstrong Yes, I know. It seems to be that uh, he is just sort of flowering into a great player under Brendan. Flourishing, do you mean? Uh, no, I, no, I meant flowering. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I did. Uh, I think so. Uh, so, uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's really come of age under Brendan yeah. Rodgers, and it's good to see Gary Mackay Stephen uh, getting back involved as well because yeah. he was another one who you just forgot existed. Yeah, witness protection scheme, and, and now he's off it, and he's back in. Exactly, but it just shows the strength and depth at Celtic. They took it to Dembele. And put in Griffiths. Yeah, it's exactly. ridiculous. I know, I, I know. Have you seen the league table? Yes. They are uh, eight points ahead with three games in hand. I know, I know. That's incredible. What I wonder what the earliest is that anyone's ever won the title. It must be like I March, mean, I'd imagine. I think maybe Celtic or Rangers have won it pre slit, pre split before. Yeah, uh, definitely. So I mean, I think that's well on course. I think, uh, d- despite Rangers obviously having two great results in the past two weeks, mm-hmm. uh, they beat uh, Hearts yesterday two 0 and by all all accounts deserve to win. Probably yeah. the best performance of the season. What I loved is uh, they were covering it obviously on BBC Radio Scotland, but because of the ongoing situation uh, between Rangers and BBC Scotland, it was Stephen Thompson looking at Twitter feeds. Is that what it was? That's what they were doing. Yeah. So oh, I mean, when it comes down to that, surely you just think. We'll just no bother. We'll just give score updates like we do for, you know, Berwick versus Arthur yeah, both. They should be dead petty and like yeah. make up names for Rangers instead. And also, was this not the case down south last season that Leeds uh, were annoyed at having so many of their games moved for television by yeah. Sky that eventually they just were fed up and they were like, nope, we're, we're not doing it. We're not letting your cameras into the ground. And then the Football League went, okay, we'll just take away your money then. And Leeds went, Okay, well, look, <laughs> come on in, in. bring more. Like, I, I, I don't understand. Like, why? How is it still at this stage? I it's love- absolutely ridiculous. It's been going on for what about a year longer? Oh yeah, it's it's ever since. Uh, is it not just since Jim Spence? You- <laughs> Jim Spence is the catalyst for all this. I think. Do like, you the capital of access? Think, like, do you think you could yeah. get a press pass and just go and text Stephen Thompson all the time? Probably. Yeah, that's not mental, it, isn't it? I mean, capital as a as a radio station don't have any beef with Rangers. Yeah. That's good that we've cleared that up. Yeah. I love the idea of uh, Stephen Thompson searching for a Facebook live stream of yeah. the Rangers <laughs> I'm not game. just watching it on Periscope somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But also, uh, he should do what they do with ISIS. You know how they call them so-called Islamic State? He should start calling them so-called Rangers <laughs> and just see what they do. Oh my God. 
I think that's possibly worse than the Martin Elson's comment yeah. about Joey Martin <laughs> that we had a few weeks ago. But uh, yeah, so uh, a big win for Rangers, though. A good win as well. So that's them clear in second. And uh, that's some four points clear of Aberdeen, who could only manage a draw at home to St Johnston yesterday. Uh, but that is an improvement on the 5-1 hammering that St Johnston yeah. dished out to them last season, I guess. And I, I read Tommy Wright has an absolutely unbelievable record against Aberdeen. Really? Yeah. I think he's, they've barely lost a match this in, uh, to Aberdeen in his whole time there. So it's, it's it's a phenomenal record they've got. He's doing such a good job there as well, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so that that's the situation at the top of the table. And as we say every single week, uh, the bottom six or, or sorry, the bottom seven teams. Thank you. Uh, as it is in the in the Scottish Premiership, uh, there is still four points separating uh, bottom from the top six, which is handy for you as a part of this. <laughs> yeah, because we're bottom. Propping up the table, but you do have a game in hand against Celtic. Against Celtic. Um, but yeah, four. I mean, it's just a, a crazy situation. And because of all the other results yesterday, Dundee now, Ross County now, Inverness one, Hamilton one, Motherwell now, Kilmarnock now, nothing has changed. There was, on average, per game yesterday, zero point eight goals per wow. game in the Premiership. Wow. And you think about the England uh, game yesterday; all the winning teams scored at least three, yes. and even the one draw was three each. Yeah, exactly. And then what Leicester got four? How Leicester. shite sports are going to be tonight? Oh yeah, I, or, exactly. or next week, or I, last week, or yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Listen, uh, when sports is on, just listen to this instead because <laughs> uh, it's going to be out by then. So yeah, so that was the state of play in the Premiership yesterday. Ian Castro, there's obviously been a lot of chat about him and uh, a lot of frothing at the mouth by uh, sort of uh, have you seen the argument between Stephen Craig and Chris Sutton I haven't seen it yet no I've I've, I've literally not had a chance to catch up with it's anything. great like Stephen Craig makes good points but the whole time you're just thinking mate you're wearing a polo neck <laughs> like, yeah oh yeah so who, who was on whose side then I, I, I watched a minute clip and I can't tell right okay because it was uh, it was one of those shared from like a Celtic website just talking about uh, on Facebook yesterday and the two are arguing over the top of each other and Craig Sutton clearly knows how to push Craigan's buttons. Yeah. So Craigan's going mental. Uh, <laughs> and I still don't really know who was on whose side. And, and obviously by the end of the clip they were just wrestling on the yeah, floor. Or with... like maybe like do you know that way when you're sitting next to each other someone under the dinner table and you grab their leg? I yeah. think that's what was happening <laughs> off camera. You try to suggest that Chris Sutton gropes people. <laughs> <laughs> like Donald Trump. <laughs> was he too... grabbing Stephen Craigan's pussy? Is that so what? much. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's my next friend show. Edinburgh Fest so next year come see my show grabbing Stephen Craigan's pussy yeah <laughs> so, sold out so yeah I mean obviously not an ideal start but obviously not the easiest start either for uh, Ian no. Castro so uh, we'll obviously have to see how it goes it's, uh, and they got they got Austin McPhee as well yes they did uh, ahead of the SFA amazing yeah just shows everything <laughs> that's wrong with Scottish football in later supports today uh, the front runner for the performance director is do you, have you seen this no I've not seen this uh, someone who is not in any way a controversial character has been caught up with sort of misdemeanours. It's Malky Mackay. Is it? <laughs> yes, he is oh, the front runner. God. Uh, Let's hope they don't job. give him a works phone then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. What was it? One of the quotes where I'd love to ride on her diddies. <laughs> that, that, that was one of the quotes there from Malky Mackay, I seem to remember. So there we go. Uh, Scottish football's future in safe hands. Oh man, imagine that blueprint. Yes, uh, safe so hands good. like this, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see that because it's a podcast. Yeah. But uh, we won't explain <laughs> but that. It was anything. funny. Yes, exactly. Down in the championship, uh, the two horse race at the top continues. Dundee United managed to beat Air United 1 0 uh, down at Somerset Park. A close game by uh, all accounts, uh, but it just seems to be that Ray McKinnon's side are just grinding out the wins at the moment. Yeah, they're doing exactly what they need to. And uh, 
Obadiah who scored the goal was doing well at Kelly at the end of last season and especially in that kind of playoff game against Falkirk he ran the show he did Kelly, Kelly released him because he decided to sign uh, 39 new players instead mm-hmm. yep. so I think he's found his, his level down there he's a bit hit and miss but when he's on he's there and I suppose it was a good solo goal for the goal yep, yep. dodge pass about three players I believe so uh, Hibs also at the top of the state, uh, top of the table they are still ahead on goal difference uh, both on 34 points though they managed to beat uh, Dumbarton it finished 2-0 Easter Road I don't think a vintage Hibs performance um, but at this stage you just need to keep on winning the championship and I think there's quite a bit of pressure on Hibs as well given that they've been down there for what three or four seasons now and if Dundee United are going to continue this challenge we're in for a cracking time title race between the two of them yeah do you think the two of them will go up playoff wise yes yes I do yeah I I do I think um, I think Dundee United especially under Ray McKinnon what he's done at Wraith over the past few seasons is be really good in the second half of the season so considering they've had a decent start it it bodes well for for the second half for Dundee United Uh, and Hibs under Neil Lennon obviously have some decent players I like Shinny and McGinn uh, and I also think that they're always going to score goals up front as I like, well. So. I like Paul Hanlon. Yes. He's been there for years, he scored has. a goal yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they've got some really decent players in that Hibs squad. So it'd be it'd be good <coughs> uh, for those two sides to be back in the uh, back in the Premiership. I'm not one of these people who say that they're Premiership teams in the Championship because they're not, because they deserve to get relegated yeah, from yeah, the that's, Championship. That's how football works. That's how football works. Do you know what I'm uh, really enjoying uh, just now is, have you watched any of the press conferences from Hibs? I haven't Quite a lot of the time After the game Lennon sends Gary Parker To go do the speaking for him okay. And A Gary Parker's not that good At talking But I like to think That he's only there Because he's Lennon's drinking buddy yeah. So <laughs> that's in his contract Like you have to do that yeah. Don't do any of the coaching Gary Stay away from the pitch But yeah. <laughs> just go say Today was good Tomorrow will be better Yes exactly So <laughs> Gary Parker there We should get him on the show He seems like a good laugh I've, I've met him in the pub Have you? Oh, really? He seems quite sound Oh well there we go Yeah well definitely Well have you got his number? Uh, no, I can probably. I'll find him on Facebook. Give me yeah, a sec. I'll find him on Oh, mate. <laughs> uh, I found some good new guests from my creeping yesterday. All right. Um, all through Jose McCatongo's mutual friends. So, <laughs> yeah, right, so, okay. Uh, well, well, his son Jai Katongo uh, actually got quite a bad injury by the looks of it. Oh, did yesterday he? At the Dunfermline uh, Morton game. Finished 2 1 at the Pars. Uh, probably a deserved win, I would say. In the end, uh, we obviously got a penalty against us uh, in the first three or four minutes. Uh, Stephen Finney was the referee. I know. thought it was. I, I saw the clip. I thought it was a definite. A pen. It was about a yard outside the box. Was it? Because I saw the. Thing. It was, it was a, a foul, absolutely, one hundred percent. But it was outside the Can box. Can I ask you? One hundred percent. I clicked on a Dunfermline highlight thing on Twitter today, and a, it was creepy hearing your voice yeah. at the start of it, and b, it was a behind the goal camera. Yeah, they they have a GoPro uh, camera behind the goals. And, right. Uh, I believe there was some technical issues yesterday. <laughs> uh, so basically, we only got the goals in our highlights and yeah. uh, the penalty save. And that yeah, was that's it. all I saw. Yeah, because I was going to say it looked like it was a penalty from behind the goal, but obviously yeah. you're saying it was outside the box. It, it was. It was clearly outside the box, like 100. percent Stephen Finney. And now, if you're a football fan and you're listening to this and you're familiar with the lower leagues, you will have come across Stephen Finney, and I think. I have never, ever seen this man have a good game. He is appalling. He's a Falkirk fan, isn't he? Yeah. I mean... Your biggest rivals. Yes, exactly. But even leaving that aside, because yesterday he wasn't just terrible for us. Yeah. He was terrible for Morton as well. Morton should have had a penalty in the second half. Ashcroft went right through the back of uh, one of their strikers and he gave a free kick to us. Like, <laughs> I, I, and it was, there, was a, there was an amazing bit where um, John Heron was... Uh, running through with the ball got fouled but still had the ball and was still in control of the ball 
and was right through on goals, one-on-one, and he pulls it back about 15 yards and ends up booking John Heron for for protesting. <laughs> like, usually when a ref does that, he holds his hand up and says, shit, I've blown yeah, the yeah, whistle. Yeah, yeah, should have played about advantage. That. Like, should have played advantage there. But no, no, not Stephen Finney. I'm saying it right now. He is the worst referee in Scotland. It's a bold claim. There's lots of them up there. Yeah, exactly. There's, the, the standard is appalling. But Stephen Finney is the pinnacle of shitness when and, it comes to refereeing. <laughs> Absolutely appalling. And I saw Nesbitt got the goal for Morton. How did, did he play yesterday? Yeah, he's a bit of a handful. Because uh, we, had, we had him on loan from Celtic last season and he's very uh, highly tipped. Yeah, from there, so. he, he, he was about a handful. In fact, we ended up doubling up on him. Uh, so Alan Johnson made the substitution and ended up uh, doubling up on him. So yeah, it was a bit of a handful. But uh, yeah, good to get the win because it was a big win for St Mirren beating Wraith Rovers. Two, two wins, on the bounce. Two wins in a week. Uh, so it's tightening up at the bottom of the table. All of a sudden, it looked like St Mirren were doomed and relegated. Yeah. Now they're only four points behind Dunbar. I think it's ever since you called them to get relegated. I think <laughs> they, that's exactly they've what They've bounced back. But look at that. I mean, just looking at the table just now, you've got ourselves in air who are uh, joint on uh, 16 points 7th and 8th and it's only 7 points up to the playoffs at the top yeah. behind Morton and we play Queen of the South next week beat them and all of a sudden we're 6th and only 4 points behind the playoffs and Queen's managed to stop the run of significant losses I think uh, very unlucky not to win by all accounts I heard Gary Naismith talking earlier on today and uh, Peter Houston as well I think Falkirk were lucky to get the draw in the end Miles Hippolyte getting two my favourite name in football favourite name indeed Uh, so yeah a good result for Queen of the South there definitely and uh, as I say a big win for St Mirren it's going to be uh, very tasty at both ends of the table it's getting exciting and I think potentially Ayr might end up dropping down in there I think Ayr and Dumbarton are in a bit of a free fall at the moment especially Dumbarton getting beat by Bonnie Rig Rose Bonnie Rig during the week they I can't believe I did this right I was putting a bet on during the week and it was half time because I didn't I didn't have time to put it on uh, at the start of the match because I was doing something then I looked at all the odds at half time Bonnie Rig Rose were 12 to 1 to win at half time and it was 0-0 they were, they were 12 to 1 they were, they were about 7s before the match they were 12 to 1 to win at half time and I was like right I'm going to put Bonnie Rig on just because they're great odds I didn't particularly fancy them Yeah. and then I was going to put Parisan Germain on who got beat. <laughs> Man City on, who drew with Celtic. Yeah. And I think it was oh, PSV or something, who drew at home. And so the only one who came in, <laughs> uh, I should have just put all the money on Bonnie Rigros. So there you go. Another Ben disaster for this week. Third to play Hibs. Yeah, massive And potentially game. playing at Tincastle. Yes, I think uh, that's obviously financially motivated. Yeah, but I, like that, I mean, though. fair play to them. Uh, yeah, that's going to be an absolute cracking match. Uh, it's not on the telly, though, because uh, obviously Celtic and Rangers are uh, on the telly. And uh, Wraith Rovers Hearts on the telly. So that is a strange one. Uh, and just like the Championship, it's all hotting up at the top of the table, uh, fighting out for the playoffs and obviously the, the relegation scrap. And obviously we'll get to see the highlights in sports. Oh, no, that's right, we won't. <laughs> Um, because we don't show them anymore because Rangers aren't in the league anyway moving on uh, to League One uh, there was an absolutely fantastic performance probably the uh, performance of the weekend by Stenhouse Muir hammering Airdrie 5-0 see if you want a good laugh um, go on Twitter and say it towards Stenhouse Muir and it's just hundreds of people raging that they've bust their coupon oh (laughs) yeah Airdrie won 6 in the bounce Steny really really struggling and 5-0 yep Absolutely, a I mean, hammering. I, I checked. I checked before half time, or I checked at half time, and I was like, Stenhouse Muir are winning three 0 and Airdrie are down to ten men. Yeah, and it was two 0 when they got went down oh. to ten men. So, yeah, it wasn't even that. So, great result for them. Um, Livingston, a really important win at Stranraer. Uh, that extends their lead at the top, and they've got a game in hand as well. Two late goals Airdrie. as well. 
Absolutely, Rafael De Vita uh, getting a late winner there. Uh, Aloua, though, uh, managing to pick up a point up at Peterhead. Never easy place to go no, up to Peterhead, as Alexandra Bork knows. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> elsewhere. Didn't uh, see that reference coming, even though I knew it was. Uh, Brecon City uh, losing at home to East Fife. So it looks like Barry Smith's going to get the job at East Fife. Gary Naismith obviously taking over at Queen and yeah. Barry Smith is a favourite. Uh, expecting an announcement this week on that. Uh, it was rumoured it was either going to be the and Lithgow manager I think his name's Greg McDonald or the Kelty Hearts manager uh, Tam Courts oh really uh, keeping it up keep there it, keeping it local yeah so uh, Kelty just to put that into perspective have played 20 games this season they have won 19 and drawn 1 wow so uh, did you yeah, not used to play for Kelty as well I did turn out for Kelty in my uh, younger and slimmer days <laughs> <laughs> uh, but and uh, they were significantly shitter then <laughs> it just shows how much East Fife hate Paying mileage, yeah, like, I know, I know the guys for Carden Den, like so. I mean, it's, it's like uh, you know, fifty minutes down the road. Uh, so yeah, so expecting Barry Smith to be appointed as uh, manager of East Fife this week. Uh, elsewhere in League One, there was a defeat for Albion Rovers. Darren Young, who we heard on the show last week, if you're interested in going back and listening to that, yeah, uh, great interview with him. But their team got beat two uh, one yesterday by Albion Rovers. So down in League Two, Annan uh, picked up a crucial win against Cowden Beath two uh, 0 uh, for uh, the guys from Annan there so that is a big win for them Cowdenbeath uh, dropped back down to 8th and Annan uh, just sort of sneaking up towards the playoffs now there's still a wee gap between them and Clyde um, but I mean there's a long way to go yeah. yet elsewhere a big win for Elgin City their great run continues yeah uh, keep going absolutely hammering Berwick 6-0 uh, Forfar uh, got beat by Arbroath the grudge match between Dick Campbell there and his <laughs> old team uh, so obviously they every were... game Dick Campbell's been about so much every game's a Grudge match for him. Yeah, I was uh, I was doing the hospitality on Fairmont last week, and uh, Jason Dare was the guest. Yeah, and he said he got signed by Dick Campbell for Dunfermline and then Jimmy Calderwood came in, and I was like, "What are the difference between the two coaching techniques?" <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "Well, we didn't see Dick Campbell during the week. <laughs> we only saw him on a Saturday. That's how it kind of worked." So, hey, but listen, uh, he seems to be doing an okay job at our growth. That's them up to third uh, ahead of Clyde in the table, and uh, pushing on only four points behind Forfar now at the top of the table. Albeit, yeah. uh, Forfar have uh, one and two games in hand over Elgin and our growth. Uh, elsewhere, Montrose uh, managed to pick up a win against Clyde. So that's yeah. Good result for them. Managing to lift them off the bottom of the table. That's, uh, I can't remember the name, but new managers come in and that's two good results in a row. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it shows you getting rid of Paul Hegarty. A <laughs> uh, deeply disliked man at Dunfermline Athletics. So, <laughs> uh, so, and obviously the big result of the weekend was this one. Need, need, need a vagina. Yes, that means another win for Edinburgh City. They're on a fantastic what run just a now. Run. And all of a sudden... They're seventh in the table, pushing for yeah. the playoffs. Uh, 13 points in the last, I think, six games. Yes. Five, yes. F- potentially even five games. Yeah. Uh, on a great, great run, doing really well. And they're actually looking towards the playoffs now. Yeah. 17 points, only seven behind in Clyde, but the run they're on, and eventually they seem to have found their feet, maybe found a team that works for them. Yeah. And time to step up. They are amazing. They're amazing. And I love playing that clip. That's a high, <laughs> that, that's a real highlight for me. Uh, we'll get to the fixtures for the week ahead in just a wee while. But for now, uh, this is Soccer FM with Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw.
Yes, it's time for another Where Are They Now on Soccer FM. Last week we had Darren Young. Uh, we have had some fantastic folk on. Where are they now? Haven't we? We've had Armand O'Neill uh, Who else have we had? We've had Christian Naddy, of course, as well. And uh, we'll have Derek White on the show next week yeah. too. Uh, but this week we are joined by a former St Johnston player, former Fulham. He went to France 98, interestingly enough. Joining us on the line now, Kieran McInespe. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Listen, uh, Ray has been chatting to you throughout the week, and uh, Ray, you said that Kieran was a wee bit worried about what we're going to ask him today. Yeah, uh, I texted you this morning just to confirm everything was okay, and you said, please don't ask me about science or sums. And I was like, <laughs> yep. what kind of football podcast do you think we are? <laughs> <laughs> just awkward. Well, you know, through the years, I've found that see, a lot of radio stations are quite intellectual. <laughs> Um, but the fact you've asked me to come on this show, I'll kind of guarantee it's not one of those. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're 100% right, Kieran. Uh, so listen, uh, let's have a wee chat about your career. Let's go all the way back to 1995 uh, when you first joined St. Johnson. You didn't make your debut until 97. So uh, when you joined St. Johnson, were there other teams sniffing after you? Why did you choose them? The main reason I chose St. Johnson was the opportunity. Um, to play in the first team, that was kind of you seen that with like Sir Danny Griffin and Stuart McCluskey at that time. Um, I was with Celtic Boys Club. Um, I had the opportunity to sign with them as a schoolboy. Back knows it was S form back in the day. Um, but then I just I just fancied St Johnson over Celtic. I think the opportunities were better at that point. Um, going by the way that the the, the, the youth were producing um, and the opportunities they were given, so it was just really a chance to go in and, and learn and. And get a chance to play first team from an early age. And you scored in your first two games. Um, it was very early on. Yet I actually made my debut the, the night before my seventeenth birthday. <laughs> we played Dundee in I think it was a B and Q Cup. Oh, sexy <laughs> football man! I like yeah, that. Right, right there, right there. <laughs> um, I, and I got. I think I played about the last five minutes. Now, if I, I think if you're clutching it, so it was seven minutes. I think yeah. I got. Um, we beat them five one down at Dane's Park. Um, and that was, I think, the tail end of uh, I say September time, so middle of September. But I scored my first goal at Dumbarton, and it was in the February of '97. Um, again, we just we, we played down there, and then I scored on a Tuesday. I think that Tuesday night. Was that a belter um, or was then, that a shiter? To be fair, it was actually wasn't too bad. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, it was at 25 yards. What? Uh, That's uh, good. Uh, uh, kind of on the on the volley, so. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, overhead as well. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember I, tra- that one. I trapped, I trapped it with a sole of my head and then volleyed it <laughs> in my back heel. Uh, also, I was reading there that uh, you had a great season in ninety eight, ninety nine at St Johnson. Uh, I think finishing third uh, under Sandy Clark and scored. Mm-hmm. You scored a bo- uh, uh, both against Celtic and Rangers that season as well. Yes, I, I managed to do, do the, the the kind of. Amiable task us going against both sides of the old firm. Um, you got to be careful first, that you celebrate against both of them because otherwise people well, start talking. Particularly, particularly the fact that I've got fans on both sides, uh, friends, sorry, on, on right. both sides of the, the, the defence that are, are friends of mine and, and fans of Rangers and Celtic. So I scored against Celtic in November. Um, and obviously, all my Celtic friends were giving me all sorts of abuse and don't come near me and I'll see you and you know, you're, you're a dead man. And <laughs> I thought, thanks very much. At least I know where my allegiance is lie with you guys. So. We're planting within the trenches, um, and then we scored against Rangers, and that was the April, I think it was. Um, obviously, the one best pals again, you know. Oh, great! I knew you could do it, and all that. And but I, I think at that, at that, at that age, I just it was just a, I didn't really know what was actually going on. 
You yeah. know, I wasn't really the, the smartest cookie, to be honest. Um, I just played football, just did what I had to do. But you think back about it now, and you think it wasn't that too bad of an achievement to score against both Rangers and Celtic. No, it's amazing. Season, so. It's amazing. What's even better is, like, so I was chatting to uh, someone the other day, and we are chatting about uh, Scotland uh, France 98 squad because we've been chatting to other players. So you went out to France. So you got the call up yeah. to go out. And uh, essentially, so what was your role? Was it like hamper, boot boy? Were you, what was it like? Just yeah, just pretty much jacket holder. Really? Was, you know, it was you know an aspiring jacket holder um, to view a bouncer when I finished football. Um, it was, I think, at that point they'd asked for um, four lads that they, they kind of they'd seen that they were going to make a future in the game. It was myself, Paul Gallagher, Mark Butchell, and Darren Young. Um, We'd what actually... a boy band that would make for the <laughs> What a boy band. <laughs> to me, if you look at it now, I think uh, Gal's hair is grey. Yeah. And very, very light. Um, <laughs> or thin, so I say. Darren's is just his. Oh gosh, he's playing a, he's playing a 2 6 2, I think, at the back. As <laughs> um, Butchie, I think, still got a full head of black hair. You know, he still looks as young as anything. Yeah, I think mine, mine is long and. Full bush, but it's going. It's getting plenty of green. What, so. what I quite like about you, Kieran, as well is I don't know if you know this, but see if you Google you and you go to images. The first one is you in a Scotland top, and the second one is you in a suit with a cup of tea. <laughs> a cup of tea. That's that's the second one that comes up. You look handsome, there, mate. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain. Also, very much. So. Right. Also, the observation uh, I would make is that you get taken to a World Cup, and we've never qualified for one <laughs> since. <Yeah. laughs> well, <laughs> any coincidence well, there, Kieran? Uh, well, there is some stories now. There's nothing. <laughs> Queen's a whistle. Um, no, we, we, on, on that, we went out. Paul and Gallica and I went out to um, the pre-World Cup tour in America. It was the two of us that yeah, went there. But you scored against USA B team. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think it was a bounce. I thought it was a Metro Stars. I think it was a Metro Stars right, training okay, ground. Okay. That's what it was. Um, I'm not sure. I played, a, I played the second half. I know. And then we came back. But yeah, so a, a funny story, right? We, we, my mates, um, had booked up to go to Magaluf that year. So obviously we planned to go and watch the World Cup in the pubs, and we bought the the, the kilts and the CU Jimmy hats and all planned. <laughs> So then I got a phone call from Stuart Duff, the managing director at St Johnson at the time. He said, listen, we've had a phone call from Craig Brown, the SFE, ladder la, explained the whole process. And I was like, right, okay. And, and so I said, look, I'll meet you on the phone, Marco, Mark McCulloch, my best mate. So he'd booked all the holiday and stuff. So I phoned him and I said to him, um, listen, I've just had a phone call for, for Stuart Duff. Um, Scotland have asked me to go to the World Cup for him. <laughs> what would, what, what, you know, he's like, and? Why, why are you phoning me? And I said, well, We've obviously booked Magaluf And he went Are you fucking kidding me on? <laughs> <laughs> that is a guy That's committed to a bevy Double checking <laughs> well, Hence why I'm working for a living I think that was a problem yeah. right? <laughs> That's so good And what was it like out there? Was was the atmosphere in the camp good? Was it surreal? Un- unbelievable I think but Again Because at the time You just, you just did it Because you're, you're a YTS You're doing your, your, your jobs again You're helping with the kit And Train uh, the bibs and balls, etc. But we train with them every day. So myself and, and Paul Gallica, we'd train with them for five weeks. So we'd went to two weeks in America, and then we came back a couple of days off, and then we met up again and flew out to France, the four of us. So we trained every day with them, but just like a YTS, we'd um, go and get their dirty kit for their rooms. You know, if they wanted, they generally done their own boots and stuff. So right. we just say to them, well, if you want the boots done, we'll do them, um, and what have you. And then on your kind of 
after training and stuff like that, you relax by the pool. But you had some unbelievable characters in the camp at that point. But that was football. Was football? We could have a laugh. We could, you know, the boys didn't. Not get me wrong, they didn't baby and all that. But they just they were they were full of joy and mucking about and the likes of Tosh McKinley, Billy McKinley, Gary McAllister, Gordon Jury, Darren Jackson. Um, to name the main ones that were yeah. proper wind-up merchants, you know. I can't imagine um, Gordon Jury smiling, let alone <laughs> like being fun. But he, he had such a dry sense of humour, right? But he, to be fair, he was one of the main instigators. He was one of those that go, "You do it, you do it," and right, then okay. somebody would do it. And go, I maybe you should have done that, right. you know. So um, Jury's a shite bag, <laughs> right? <got you>. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say I did it. He's like a big laddie. Getting a lot of strong. So yeah. you're doing all the sort of jobs, sort of the sort of the uh, you're saying getting the kit ready and all the bibs and the cones and all that stuff. Did you have to do any of the real tough stuff, like find women for Craig Brown? <laughs> Well, he was like the, the modern day centre forward at the time. He just popped them off. He just knocked it down to you. So he just had all the women coming at him. <laughs> <laughs> and that was only going by what the paper said. Yeah, Nothing yeah. to do what I've ever seen. <laughs> Never seen a thing. I mean, uh, there was a lovely, awkward pause when you asked that question as if, oh shit, has he found out? That yeah. was great. <laughs> uh, Who's the grass? Yeah. Who's the grass, Nick? <laughs> uh, right, listen, Kieran, uh, you joined Fulham, so you went away down to London. Uh, what was yep. it like being in the big smoke down there? And was that John Tagana's time as well? Yes, um, it came about based on the back of the the World Cup. I, I, I was fortunate enough to get a couple of calls from some agents, and I chose the one that was represented that represented John Collins because I built a decent right. friendship with John when we were out there. And, and I just thought at that point, John was obviously you know very very high profile player, and the fact that his agent contacted me. But then when he moved to to Fulham from Everton, my agent did the deal at the same time because I was actually meant to go to Norwich right. um, on trial. The same week I went to Fulham, but we just put it back a week. Um, had the week, the, the week trial, it wouldn't stay a bit longer. Um, I ended up signing the following week, so um, it worked out fine. And but the difference was I went down as a left back, even though I was a kind of attacking midfielder, which I didn't mind because it was obviously getting a, a new a new club, etc. Yeah. But um, it was under Tagana. It was the training ground was, was in Surrey, so it was outside London. Although you did go in on a Saturday for for the games, so we didn't really do much. Spend much time unless you went out or you know into town for for lunch or whatever. But yeah. um, it was under Tagana and it was an unbelievable experience and and to see a, a completely different side of the game and I'm I'm very thankful for what I learned under him yeah. in the sense of more technical aspect and um, understanding diet and looking after yourself. I probably got a better attitude now. I look after myself better now than I did then. So if I'd been able to flip what I'm doing now, then you know. The, the multi, do you know what I mean? Particularly in those days. But, but to be um, fair, that's because you used to go to Magaluf every four weeks. So. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> uh, Gaffer, I, need to, uh, I need to go home. Yeah. I'm homesick. Yeah, the, the Stuart Island excuse. <laughs> I, 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 I would love to see you explaining the concept of going to Magaluf to Jean Tagana. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, see the guys that you met down there, and obviously there were some fantastic players at Fulham. They were on the rise mm. in English, English leagues at that point. Yeah. Do you stay in touch with any of the guys there? I do. I, I still keep in touch with John. Um, I've still got some, some good friends, uh, Mark Hudson, captain of Huddersfield. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was um, it Cardiff as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Cardiff, yeah. Charlton. Um, so I'm still, I'm still in touch with him. He's one of my best friends. Um, the senior player, I've, I, I was in touch with Chris Colin for a, a while, but I've lost touch with him. Um, yeah, now, now he's got big. <laughs> he's got big. <laughs> well, that was the problem. I just said to my phone, him, I says, Cookie, it's Mark. And he's like, sorry. <laughs> and I thought, is that is that how we're playing it? Aye. So, um, no, he was. Um, I was meant to meet up with him the the first. No longer after he took over and I was due to play Scotland up here. Yeah. 
Um, but for a reason, I couldn't I couldn't make it. So I think that was the last time I'd, I'd spoke to him so a couple of years ago. But and then um, then after Fulham, you kind of jumped about from club to club. Is it what's it like? Because obviously you're going. So you went on loan a couple of times and to Hearts and Bournemouth, and jumped up and Falkirk, St Johnson, Alloa, Morton. Is it mm-hmm. tough? changing all the time because you can never get settled or is it actually nice embracing a challenge what does it feel like doing that do you know what see, again it's the whole when you get to a certain age and you look back and you think why or what if in, in these situations and I think in hindsight you know I always, I'd never really looked at pointing the finger at anybody or, or why have I not you know, done what I was supposed to do or in regards of what I was, I was um, expected to achieve but Nine times out of ten, it's it's, it's my attitude, and and because I wasn't I wasn't lazy or anything like that. I worked hard, but I, I was a moaner. I was a greeting face right. bastard, <laughs> and I still am. You know, but I'm just passionate about playing football, and I think just the whole situation where I got frustrated with players that didn't work hard, and I expressed my feelings to those that didn't work hard, um, and I think particularly the younger ones who didn't really um, find it acceptable to be shouted at. Yeah, because um, it must, it must have changed a lot from when you started. And one thing I was going to ask as well, do you think that, because you hear players say this a lot, do you think your versatility went against you? The fact you could play full-back or the fact you could be an attacking winger, uh, you ended up playing centre-half for a bit as well. Do you think uh-huh. that worked against you or do you think that was something that made clubs more attracted to you or do you think they just kind of thought as jack-of-all-trades? Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question to kind of put in that context. But I think regarding my position... Um, again, it's maybe what people say. Well, he's got ability, but a lot of people thought I had injury problems. I didn't. I didn't. I had that maybe the odd injury every now and then. Um, but it was just I think maybe falling out of favour with the manager again. You know, maybe expressing my feelings too much. Um, <laughs> you, you, were basi- you were basically Joey Barton before you- Joey Barton this year. <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? Listen. I heard he just wanted to be me. That was a rumour. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I want, I want to be like Maka. And then I said, and then someone found out you're Machiavelli. And he said, aye, that's the one. That's um, good. And then this this is something, I need to check if this is true, Kieran. I think you probably know what's coming. Yes. So when you left, <laughs> when you left uh, Dumbarton, the last club, I've been told you went to work to Babe Station. Yeah. So what happened was that... Like the... but on camera or off camera? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you used to text in the phone, in, so you know, you saw me, <laughs> mate. Uh, that was a secret name. Don't do it. <laughs> um, it was, it was behind the camera. It was um, long story short. A friend of mine that I met when I was down in London was a um, managing director for the business that owned the TV shows, and there was the thirteen channels. And he asked, he wanted me to come and he wanted to go into a. He started his own managing company, looking after. Uh, actors, presenters, pop stars, etc. But what to open up a sports side of things? So what did me go and sit my football agency exam, and then run the sports division and, and looking after that side of things? Right. Um, and this, I said, look, would you come down and, and do a bit of work um, producing behind the scene and a couple of channels? But it just turned out Babe Station was one of the channels. But I made the mistake of explaining the whole process of Babe Station to the, the reporter that did the, the, the article. And <laughs> was that, was that it, when the reporter was trying to pretend that he didn't know what Babe Station was? <laughs> yeah, it, 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 uh, um, so rather than explain the whole process, I mean the article itself was actually okay, but he missed out I thought, a lot of things based on what I was doing regarding the, the production side of things, etc. But right, okay. he just obviously went, Babe Station, boom, yeah. here you go, ex-footballer turns to porn. 
And, you're, <laughs> and I was like, wow. You, yeah, you challenge know. accepted. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Challenge accepted. I was wanting to book a ticket out of here. But, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's, it's know, a strong headline. Uh, but fuck it. It's a cool story, though. And then, but then you well, went you back. Know what? Yeah, there you go. Sorry. And that was it. I was just going to say that you know people say you, you've you've lived a dream. I kind of live both dreams. Yeah. I've been a footballer for most of my days, and never said a, a, a producer behind the scenes in, in Babe Station. But it wasn't all that glamorous. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Trust Don't me. tell me that. Trust me. I would say it was hard. I mean, the job was hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, uh, listen, makeup. You hide a multitude of sins Trust me on that one I know but you got to remember You've just come from a dressing With Davy Irons So it must have felt like Fucking heaven <laughs> Walking in there The eye candy Yeah uh, Aye that's true And, aye. and then you get back true. in You get back into football So, uh, so I did Mogai Wanderers Yep That's where, that's where it all started That's where it all started for me Mogai Wanderers um, So are you local in, Is that where you're from originally? That's where I went to school I went to school right. um, Primary school Mogai And secondary school In Bearsden um, but I played for the Wanderers as uh, I started at and 11 years old. I played under 12. So, um, Mr. Mr. Millen, Stuart Millen, gave him an opportunity, and, and I'm forever grateful for and that. That's, that's cool. You went back there, and obviously, probably fell back in love with football again, and jumped back up in Arbroath. Yep. And uh, did you win the league with Arbroath? We division? did win yeah. the league. Yeah, it was the first time they'd won a league in, in their history. So, it was, all down to you, mate. Uh, well, I like to think so, but unfortunately, it wasn't. <laughs> it was, uh, with, with a number of unbelievable, with an unbelievable squad. To be fair, was that Paul Sheeran was a gaffer then? Paul Sheeran, yeah, because yeah. he was my teammate at St Johnson. I went back the second time. Ah, right. Um, so I'd gone back, and my my best mate Mark McCulloch, he was here at the time, so he was a, he was a club captain. So and you owed him one for um, cancelling on Magaluf, so you thought we might as well let's go. Exactly, play. aye. So I just thought I'd go up there and take his place, and he fell out of me. So. <laughs> Pal, yeah. And then onto Albion, and what was it like? Because obviously you played against the old firm early in your career, and you were part mm-hmm. of the Sterling Albion team that beat Rangers. Yeah. So how how did it feel? Obviously, that's what like 15, 16 years later. What was the difference in emotions? Did you feel you were more aware of what was happening this time? A lot more aware. I think you're you're wiser, you know. Well, in inverted commas. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you understand about what's going on, and um, because you're, you've more responsibilities as a senior player as opposed to a younger player. Um, but the, I mean, the atmosphere that day was unbelievable because it, it was obviously Rangers coming to to Fourth Bank, yeah. Um, and they did everything out and all the cars for the local uh, showrooms and stuff like that. And I mean, they went, they went, they went all out for it. Um, and to get the goal in the, like, in the tenth minute, Brian Allison scored in the tenth minute with a Sam claiming an assist for it, hitting me in the face. And <laughs> yeah, I, I remember watching. That. So were you the one that just like smashed and then went <laughs> off him? Uh, I so uh, both of us went up for the header and it, he missed it, hit me in the face, fell down and he smashed it in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, I was last to touch it. Um, assist bonus, so you claiming assist. But I tell you what, we we hung on for dear life. But the thing is, they just they, they just went so direct. They didn't do what most old firm you'd expect old firm teams yeah. to have a kind of caliber of player to just keep the ball and work the ball. They didn't do that. They just went direct, direct, and they put. They put um, McCulloch up front yeah. uh, tail end or there's a couple of big boys but there's two and a half loved head on the ball you know, <laughs> it was, yeah. you know they would actually tackle your head and they try to pass the ball with their head they would keep the ball away from their feet they were safe so it was right up our street and we, we just managed to hang on I mean they bombarded us but we managed to hang on and I think the experience at that point was, was incredible because we got we beat them 
Andrew Abram that, that, that season. Great. And what, what better way to celebrate a win against the old firm by having a player who's got numerous babe station models on speed dial? <laughs> like, that must exactly. be a great way of doing it. That was it. <laughs> the, the, the text me after it just saying, listen, we're really happy with your result. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you handled Lee McCulloch very well. Uh, <laughs> and then you jump back to Coburnie. Are you still playing there? No, I've, I'm a um, I'm player coach down at Glen Afton now. Oh, nice. Um, so I, I was at Coburnie, um I went down there I just thought well, the, the only thing is I, I kind of went junior because the travelling I just I couldn't bother with all the travelling anymore yeah. I was up chain my breaking and I just thought I wasn't doing myself any justice during pre-season I wasn't fit and I had too many things on I was just thinking do you know what I'm not I'm, I'm not bothered just now and then um, I had a friend of mine Stephen Doherty the ex-air train Thistle player mm-hmm. he was, he was uh, coached down there so I just phoned him and said, well, are you looking for any players? He said, we can do a centre-half. I said, well, well, I can come down and play centre-half for you. Um, I'm down to play the season there and then um, ended up signing with Peters Hill the following season. But um, my friend is the manager at uh, Glen Afton, Greg yeah. McEwen. Um, I'm just going to train one night and uh, I got a phone call saying, listen, I've spoke to your gaffer and I want to know if you'd come down and, and be coach. Nice, yeah. So, um, and I took it because the opportunity to get coaching and you're going to cut my teeth um, in that, that environment um, because I don't have my badges yet and I'm, I'm working on them next, going to do them next year but I've, I know boys have got you know, more badges than Blue Peter and not got a job Yeah, yeah. so I thought I'm going to take it an opportunity to go and get um, you could understand how to you know, get in about the kind of coaching side of things or this was the other side of the fence so to speak that's cool and we understand it so I'm, I'm really enjoying that and I've got a really good squad of players so it's going well so far. Yeah, uh, amazing, Kieran. Uh, listen, we'll let you go in just a couple of seconds. Uh, a couple more questions before we go. Uh, we ask this to every guest uh, that we have on. Uh, so, who is the best player that you have played against that your entire career? Against? Against? Oh, um, I'd probably say Ludovic Gili. Oh, wow. nice. Amazing. Nice. That was a, we played Monaco in the FA Cup. You could pick any player. Every one of them was unbelievable. Yeah, they had an absolutely brilliant side at yeah. that time. That was incredible. Yeah. And what about the best player you've played with then? Uh, played with uh, Russell Latipi. Wow. Oh yeah, I can imagine Legend. him being class. Yeah, uh, he was. He was absolutely exceptional. Absolutely exceptional. And I tell you what, there was a, a player I played with at Peters Hill who, on, on a skill level, was probably far superior. Uh, a boy called Chrissy Craig. He's a play his young boy at Rangers. Yeah, I'm a Chrissy it. Craig is possibly the most talented footballer I've ever seen. Wow. See the goal Sanchez scored yesterday. Yeah, uh, the, the dummy shot and then just scooped it. Yeah, he would do that three times before <laughs> going one of my goalie, and the goalie would dive all over the place and they would just run by him. He was incredible. To be f- to be fair though, you were marking him at the time, so it makes it easier. <laughs> <laughs> that was a goalie. <laughs> So, like, see, you mentioned that guy, Chrissy Craigs. So, how come he has not made it in the senior game? I think when he was he played at Alloa, um I think he's uh, he's not one for running around. Right. Um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? He, he's but ability wise, he's, he's phenomenal. But then again, Russell never really ran around a lot. But that was yeah. the latter latter years of his career. Yeah. Um, so I suppose when people look at Chrissy, maybe and say, well, he's not going to go and. Um, Close people down, whatever, but given the ball, he's, he's, he's on a different level. Yeah. So I think in the modern day, at that level, you need to be fit and physical and run around, and and that wasn't really Chris's game. But he just, he, he from what I still remember, I know Chris, he still just loves playing football, so I think he's at Cole Park now, but incredible ability, incredible ability. 
Well, listen, Kieran, thank you uh, very much for all of that. That is, uh, that's been a fantastic chat we've had there. Uh, so many funny stories. Uh, so thanks for joining us and uh, all the best for the rest of the season at Glen Afton as well. Uh, hope you thank have you. a decent run and good luck with the badges when you start doing them next year as well. And hopefully we'll speak to you again soon. Excellent. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Yes, that was another Where Are They Now on Soccer FM. If you want any suggestions, if you want us to find out where your favourite player from days gone by is now, then please do get in touch at ScottSoccerFM and on PineBorville.com as well on our own forum or on Facebook. Just search for Soccer FM in the search tab. It is Soccer FM with Stephen Mill and Ray Bradshaw. What? I mean, absolutely tremendous stories there from Kieran McInerney. What a life. Absolutely. Like, he has led an amazing life. Who goes from Babe Station to Mill Guy? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Quite a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen some of the women. It's interesting to see that's Derek Young and him. Yeah, Darren well, Young. Oh, I've done it, haven't I? Yeah, I oh, know you've done it. I've you tried to know. avoid that all week. Yeah. And especially, I was trying to just think, because whenever you Google Darren Young, you get a black wrestler. So, yeah. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> this way are they now is going to be fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. but no, it's, it's not gone that way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, absolutely fascinating. And uh, I, I do have to give you credit, because quite a lot of time we chat about the where are they nows, and um, we go to it. But what makes it even better is the music you find for each thing. <laughs> yeah. That Where Are They Now clip is an absolute belter. It is. It is absolutely tremendous. Like, I, I, you know what I did? I typed Where Are They Now song and that was that. into YouTube. And that was uh, it. That's inspiration for you. Absolute inspiration. I just typed Kieran McInnesby Babe Station. <laughs> That's how I got him. So. <laughs> and, oh, and, don't look at images, though. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Don't look at images. Hey, so, yeah, that was Where Are They Now? And it's time for this. It's time for Teams Around the World. Another quality piece of music yeah. chosen by you know me, by the way. I don't, uh, I don't sing along anymore because you've told me off for it so many yeah, times. Yeah, it's because we've had complaints. I don't know what to say. <laughs> we have had some complaints. Yes, uh, we pick our teams around the world so far this year. Uh, we have picked Solde America of Paraguay. Their season is coming to an end. We'll catch up with them in just a wee second. Uh, but first off, let's start with Suriname's Robin Hood. So. Uh, that was the latest team we picked. And uh, their season's just a few weeks old, and they've been doing okay, haven't they? Ray? Yeah, they're doing all right. They're not really hitting the height. So we play again tonight, uh, half eleven tonight. Um, four games so far: one game, two, uh, one win, two draws, one loss. Sitting seventh in the table, but if we win tonight, we we'll jump up towards the top end of the table. Yeah, we're, we're, I think from what I've read up on us in Dutch, uh, we're <laughs> mid-table. <laughs> right. Okay. I think yeah. we're aiming for that, so not too bad. Whereas we, if we go over to South America, yeah, second last game of the season was last night. Um, so as of next week we'll be looking for a new country to go to and focus on so if you've got any suggestions we might run a poll on Twitter that kind of thing yeah Give us a shout. Uh, let us know. Try to make it a country where I can find out things without having to go to Pl- a translator. Please, please make it a country. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they only speak Estonian, which would probably make it Estonia. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so, that universal language yeah, Estonian. Exactly. You, I've got a fact about the Estonian language, if you want. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> it's the least spoken first language of anywhere in the world. A good start. It is a, it is good, a good start. start. Yeah, good it, is, start. it is a good start. Um, they so, make good beer. Yeah. Uh, uh, have you been to Estonia? Uh, no, I was meant to gig there and it got pulled because oh, no. supposedly I'm not a big enough draw. Oh, so the people of Tallinn <laughs> weren't, weren't <laughs> quite excited uh, about I've been to Estonia, Tallinn and Tartu. Oh, I don't I've, know where Tartu I've, is. I've been to Riga. 
Yeah, well, I've, I've been I've been to Tallinn. It's the Prague of the North, they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said about Riga as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think we use the same travel agent. Yeah, right? I think they do. But uh, the only reason we went is because uh, we went on Ryanair, I think it was, and uh, picked wherever the cheapest flights were, and it was to Tallinn. And nice. We got, uh, we got flights for £14 return. Amazing. We went to Riga because one of my mates was going to get married, but then uh, him and the girl split up for... Lots of reasons, and we were like, "Fuck it, we're going to stag do it." <laughs> so yeah. Oh, you may as well. We loved it. He cried a lot. Yeah, but, uh, good trip. <laughs> no, good listen, trip. It, it was fantastic uh, in Tallinn. And listen, if you want a team from Estonia, then please do get in touch uh, at Scott Soccer FM. <laughs> uh, the harder the better, because I don't do this bit. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also on Facebook as well. Uh, you know what to find us there. Just search for Soccer FM in the search tab. Make sure you give our page a like as well. So, South America second last game last night. They were playing River Plate. So River Plate, yes. not that one. Oh, nope, on an absolute honking run of five losses in a row. Mm-hmm. South America unbeaten in their last uh, four, but yep. three of them have been I draws. Where this is going? 2 0 down at half time, 4 2 victory. Yes! yes, that's what we're talking about. So, jumping all the way up to sixth in the league, um, one more game to go. It looks like we'll finish uh, sixth or seventh, but with the way the average points work out, we're, we're safe. So, one more game to go, and that is next Saturday night against Deportiva Capiata who are sitting fourth. So if we can get a win in that one, and hopefully Sarah Pateno lose their next two games, we will finish fifth. If not, we're looking to finish sixth or seventh. So not too yeah. bad, but I think with the aspirations of finishing third last season, I think South America have let us down. Yep, absolutely. They've been a massive let down, I must say. And uh, yeah, as you say, it's not going to affect their sort of relegation uh Hope, not hopes. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Relegation fears this season uh, because of the system that they use in Paraguay. It's like a three-year average point system. But if we lose on Saturday, it might mean that we get relegated in 2021 or something. Yes. Yeah, so, to, to put it into context, River Plate haven't got a point since the 23rd of September. Wow. And we still were 2-0 down. Yeah. Well, listen, we won in the end. We won in the end. That's the most important thing. And we've avoided relegation, we think. Yeah. We think, according to Stephen Hawking and his figures. exactly. So, uh, yes, please do get in touch uh, for another team around the world. We will be picking a new one next week when we'll be joined by Derek White on the show. Uh, By the way, I I hope he's not going to pull out because I've sold him about three times. Yeah, you've said it too many times now. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. Or we could just get a Derek White. Yeah. (laughs) Just a random guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Deke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just someday for the, for the local bubble sun. So yeah, that's what's happening next week. Uh, so please do get your suggestions in for that. And uh, let's look a wee, uh, take a wee look ahead uh, to the week that's coming up. Uh, plenty of midweek matches in the Scottish Premiership. We've got two matches on Tuesday night. Aberdeen against Motherwell uh, looking to bounce back uh, from the... Further, in fact, they've not had that bad. They week. won 5-1 in midweek. They won 5, yeah. They, they hammered come on, like, and uh, they got a point against St. Johnson, which isn't the most awful result. So maybe I'm being a wee bit harsh there. They're playing Motherwell Pitodre on Tuesday night so that's a chance to close the gap on Rangers in second place if they win that they'll just be a point behind Celtic will play Hamilton on Tuesday night in one of their catch up games I was reading that they've played 14 games this season so far Celtic and only 5 of them have been at home is that all? Yes. They scored 44 goals, I think. Oh, 45 goals. They're averaging over three a game. 175 goals. And uh, Hamilton, it'll be interesting with Celtic play Hamilton because uh, Ali Crawford has been playing excellent this start of the season. I thought Hamilton did well to hang on to him in the summer. Yep. And I think come January time, there might be a couple of bids coming for him. 
So it'll be interesting to see how well he plays on the big stage. And if you're betting on Hamilton, just bet a draw, because that's all they do nowadays. What's it, five draws on the spin for yeah. Hamilton or something like that? It's not going to happen this time, though, is it's it? It's not, though, is no. it? Uh, League One, Stenhouse-Muir versus Livingston. Uh, that's one of Livy's games in hand. And Stenhouse-Muir coming off the back of that fantastic win at the weekend. Top v bottom, but after a 5-0 pumping, you've got a fancy Stenhouse-Muir to continue. At home as well, Livy scraped past Strenar, who've not been doing that well this yeah. season. So And Strenar themselves are playing Aloha away. Um, Aloha... Started the season really well, but since um, Jack Ross has gone and Jim Goodwin's taken over, they've kind of stumbled a bit. So yeah. they need to start getting the points back on the board. Absolutely, before Livingston start pulling away at the top of the table, because this is coming up to the real crucial time of the year. In League Two, it's Forfar against Annan. Again, that's when Forfar's game in hands. And uh, yeah, so they'll be looking to bounce back after they got beat uh, this weekend. Hamilton are playing twice in what? What's that? Four Three days. days? Yeah. Three days uh, playing on Friday night uh, against Rangers. That is the telly game on Friday night. That's brutal. Celtic and Rangers within three days of each other. Yeah, that's not ideal at no, all. Not yeah, ideal. So, uh, not not the best for Hamilton. So we'll see what happens uh, Friday night down there at New Douglas Park in uh, the Premiership on the Saturday. It's uh, Celtic versus Dundee, a home match at three o'clock for Celtic, which is uh, probably the first time this season. Yeah, I don't think it's happened too often. Anyway, uh, Hearts versus Partick Thistle, uh, Ian Catherall's first match at Tynecastle. So it's going to be a difficult one for yeah. you guys, I think. Sorry, we'll just unplug his laptop. Yeah, <laughs> all right. yeah exactly. Yeah, just flush his head down the toilet or something. <laughs> uh, Kilmarnock versus Inverness <laughs> Mine's was a comment on his football management skills Mine's was a comment on his age yeah. but he's, he's still at school so uh, like uh, did you ever used to bag people at school nah. used to do that that used to be uh, opening someone's bag right and that was it and that it? <laughs> then that was it we, we did a thing where you would just go up if someone's wearing a school shirt just walk up and rip their pocket off Wow. And then it escalated till people were ripping the pockets off blazers. <laughs> and it was wow. like, you can tell I went to a posh school. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it was good. And then we played Soggy Biscuit. And then what a day out that was. Yeah. And then you chucked avocados at each other and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> avocados <laughs> only became a thing in like 2008, mate. I'd yeah. like to go by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. In between polo lessons. So uh, Kilmarnock versus <laughs> uh, Inverness uh, on Saturday in the Premiership as well. Again, one of these tight games, uh, which is going to be, uh, you know, Inverness either way. Haven't won in a while. They haven't, and it's all down to Richie Foran's beard. That's what we've decided. <laughs> uh, the Conor McGregor beard that he's grown there uh, is not really suiting him, and it's not suiting these teams' performances. <laughs> uh, but they did manage to score yesterday, which was good, because I think they've gone a wee while without scoring. Yeah, too. Uh, Ross County versus Aberdeen. Uh, Aberdeen, again, it depends how they get on on Tuesday. They could be looking to put together a wee decent string of results there. So it's it's winnable matches for Aberdeen. These, yeah. are, the, these are the times where it really counts. Uh, otherwise, I think the fans are getting a wee bit... Uh, a wee bit restless and a wee bit rumbly yeah if Aberdeen win on Tuesday they go to a point behind Rangers and they've got a much better goal difference yeah so kind of uh, I know that we're a long way away from the end of the season but it gets that momentum going again so yeah and McInnes needs to kind of get the boys going yeah absolutely uh, St Johnston versus Motherwell uh, rounds off the card in the Premiership at the weekend in the Championship is Dumbarton versus Falkirk and uh, Queen of South against Dunfermline down there at Palmerston uh, Gary Naismith will be looking for his first win there and Dunfermline could go above Queen of South if they won that match on Which, Saturday. Which, when you think about maybe eight weeks ago, is mental. Yeah. There was probably a 10, 15 point gap. Yeah, absolutely. And Queen and South have just been dropping like a stone. And we're now something like five games unbeaten, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a couple of draws and a couple of wins in there. And it's uh, not looking so bad now. Elsewhere, Wraith Rovers against Dundee United. Ray McKinnon going back to start. Yeah, Park. that's going to be an interesting one. So that'll be a wee bit tasty, you'd imagine. St Mirren versus Air United. Another big game. And it's a very winnable game for St Mirren if again. St. Mir- if St Mirren win this game, they go to a point behind Dumbarton, two behind 
uh, air, two binding Fairland, and it all becomes exciting. It's bunching up a wee bit, and then the later game uh, for the BBC Alaba uh, viewers up in the Hebrides <laughs> is Greenock Morton uh, versus Hibernian. What do you think Katongo means in? Gaelic That's probably a word Helicopter or something <laughs> I've got no idea uh, Elsewhere In League 1 uh, Alloa versus Queen's Park uh, They're at home Alloa Breakin City versus Stranraer uh, Both teams not on a good run At the no. moment Breakin and Stranraer East 5 versus Peterhead Livingston versus Airdrie And Stenhouse Muir Against Albion Rovers Livy Airdrie Top of the table clash It'll be interesting to see How Airdrie bump back After an absolute walloping Yeah a doing I believe Is the technical term for that And in League 2 Maybe they're going to bag them Yes, they'll bag them and then rip their pocket off <laughs> <laughs> and throw an avocado at them in between up all the lists. <laughs> uh, Arbroath versus Elgin City in League 2. Berwick Rangers versus Montrose. Montrose, as you mentioned, uh, two wins on the spin there, looking to make it three against Berwick. Uh, Clyde versus Edinburgh City in the vagina. Cowdenbeath versus Forfar Athletic. And Stirling Albion against Annan, and that completes the card uh, for this weekend. It's going to be an exciting week. Ray Bradshaw, what are you up to this week? I am in Lancaster tonight So Sunday night I'm in Lancaster Doing Lancaster Comedy Club And then Monday to Saturday I'm doing the Glasgow Stand every night nice So it's going to be The Christmas show's there So it should be nice So it's me and uh, Billy Kirkwood Susie McCabe And Fred McCauley Oh so, excellent Freddy <laughs> Yes it should actually be a nice Nice wee run Gee, That's a strong lineup. Yeah, by the way Hopefully not too many Arsenal's in But yeah. you never know Listen well, if you're going along To see Ray At the stand in Glasgow Please do Tweet us and review his show yeah. Or <laughs> request Celine Dion yeah. <laughs> We'll see what yeah, happens Please do Just get us confused <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, what are you doing Are you doing You've got your Christmas parties again Got my Christmas party When did you finish them uh, Well more, I've only got three left So okay. I've got Friday Saturday You're halfway more than halfway I'm doing seven So uh, yeah So I'm, I'm on the, the home stretch Friday, Saturday next week But they're both rammed apparently So we're, it's going to be like 500 folk um, uh, I think this Friday statistically Is the worst day Yeah It's what they call Black Friday in the trade So Yeah, yeah that'll be fun Yeah Because uh, I'll be severely hungover as well Because I'll be coming back From my Christmas party which So you're doing Liverpool Then straight back into it Yes uh, Yes it's going to be oh, a fun week Oh god mate uh, But tomorrow I'm taking a wee bit A chilled time I'm going to see The Scottish Snooker Open Are you? <laughs> at the Emirates Arena Yes I am So uh, Do you know what matches You're going to see? There's 128 matches In the first round Or 120 players Taking part in the first round So 64 matches Wow So yeah There's a lot of matches I think Ken Docker Because Dez uh, Clarky Dez Clark's a massive snooker fan That's, who, that's who I'm going with Are you? Yeah, Are you so, plus one? Uh, yes pretty much That's too cute How was the panto? Uh, the panel was great actually it was really good like if you haven't uh, been to see it yet then I can honestly highly recommend it Tony Roper and Gregor Fisher are fantastic yeah. uh, as the um, as the Ugly Sisters as well it's Cinderella at the King's Theatre panel and Des is absolutely brilliant like the amount of work that that guy does and the amount of carrying he does like he's he's probably the only person in the cast who I could say probably couldn't have an off night or an off show yeah. because you'd be you'd be found out but I mean the guy's a machine we need to I? test his blood man he's doing the thing that Lance Armstrong's doing <laughs> yeah. your thing. well he comes in in the morning for capital and we hook him up to <laughs> just a drip in the morning so that, I think that's how he does it that he makes sense. so uh, yeah that's at the panel and elsewhere uh, yeah so I've got the snooker and I'm playing badminton on Wednesday night so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise it was going to get that uh, formal yeah right, exactly okay. so it's my grand's birthday on Tuesday is it <laughs> oh, happy birthday yeah. happy. how old are you eight, it's going to be 86 wow 
That's decent. Well, it's like when we go out, because I look way older and she looks younger, people think we're mum and daughter. Really? Not daughter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, the secret's out. Oh, That's God, what I used to hate. No, no. Well, what a note to end on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show. There's more on our Twitter at Scott Soccer FM, Facebook as well, and our own forum on pieandbottle.com. You can get in touch there for a where are they now? And also, we need a new team uh, for around the world too. So please do give us a shout. So it's a bye bye from me, Stephen Mill, and goodbye from you, Ray Bradshaw. See you later. This has been Soccer FM. Good luck to all your teams throughout the week, and we'll catch you next time. Time.